Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Read with Michelle Martin on Your Money. Only on Money FM 89.3. It's a great book on leadership that I'm reading today. You are listening to Your Money and I'm Michelle Martin. And today I'm picking up the CEO test for us all to read. It is co-written by Kevin Scherer, who is joining us live. Scherer is the former president, CEO and chairman of Amgen. That's the world's largest biotech company. He led its expansion over two decades from $1 billion to nearly $16 billion in annual revenue. He's taught at Harvard Business School for several years and has uh, co-created with Harvard Business School, Dean Nitinoria, a very popular course on the life and the role of the CEO and how to lead senior executive teams. Uh, he's a distinguished guest. Welcome to Read, Kevin Shera. How are you this morning? Hi, Michelle. It's uh, good to be talking to you. It's the afternoon here in San Francisco, but in spirit, I'm with you tomorrow. <laughs> Good to hear. So, Kevin, tell us, when you first sat down to write this book, what is the big picture? Because that was often a question that you use with your executives when they came in to see you. What's the big picture, right? The big picture was to try to create a, a book that described the foundational things that senior leaders need to do, but describe it in a way that all leaders could learn from. Uh, and we tried to make it simple. Uh, the chapter one, as you say, is what's your simple plan? Our simple plan was to make these lessons accessible to all leaders, but they're grounded in the experience of a CEO. Uh, and most most CEO written books are some flavor variant of my excellent adventure and why you should be impressed. We didn't do that here. We tried to, to mm-hmm. convey really practical things that uh, could help all leaders. Yeah, this book is also the product of uh, several hundred interviews that your co-author conducted. Tell us, what do the best leaders do best? I think what the best leaders do best is they can simplify complexity. They know how to pick and lead teams. And they embody, through their words, actions, and deeds, the culture of the company they want to uh, establish. And uh, if I learned anything in all my years in business, there is no substitute for the best team. And so the, the best leaders form and lead the best teams. They are not, they're not one-person acts. Hmm. And, and from the perspective of the leaders that this book talked to, is, it, is disruption making leadership any harder? Leadership has never been easy, hmm. but I would say there's a couple of things that are making it harder now. Uh, one is the, at least in the United States, the increasing politicization of the job, the expectation for CEOs to take positions on political issues of the day, which I think is a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Second thing is that social media uh, amplifies and, and spreads quickly uh, information in ways that in the past would not have happened. And uh, too often that information is inaccurate, misleading. But sometimes it's spot on. So, so the pace of leadership is faster, the spotlight is more intense, and the scope of what you're supposed to be thinking about is wider. So on that basis, for sure, things are getting harder. So in Chapter 4 of the book, it's titled, Can You Lead Transformation? So in this era of um, disruption, what does a leader need to understand about being up, you know, front and center when it comes to transformation? 
Well, I'd say, Michelle, that that, that disruption is not some new thing. Mm-hmm. Disruption has been with us uh, forever. And so you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're never staying the same. And the really challenge of executive and senior leadership is to operate what you have the best you possibly can, but also be inventing the future at the same time. And the metaphor I'd sometimes use is you're trying to change the wing in flight. You're, you're trying to fly, but you've got to make it better. And so if you get into transformation because you have to, that is the firm's failing, the chance of that succeeding is pretty low. If you say, what can I do now to be ready for tomorrow and better tomorrow, that is, that is lead transformation, not react, uh, you're always going to be better off. But not very many companies are able to pull that off. But that's the trick. And why does this book say when it comes to a leader's superpower, simplifying the complex is so important? Yes, I, uh, I used to find that, that, that people would come in and, and they like to make complexity even more complex. Uh, sometimes it's because they want to show how smart they are. Sometimes it's because they really don't know what the essence of the problem is. And sometimes they, they, they want to hide a bit. So the idea of what's the big idea, what, what exactly are we trying to do and why and what's good going to look like a year from now if we do what you say is, a, is an illuminating question. I think Bob Iger probably uh, in, was the best example of, in the book of having three very, very clear ideas that he would communicate and act against uh, through his whole term. And any one of those ideas, like embrace technology in all its forms, uh, is actually a very deep thought. But saying it simply uh, drives home the point to everybody in the organization. And so simplifying complexity is a way to get clarity, to get a shared alignment or shared reality, and get alignment around what we're trying to do. You don't often see it, but it's a, it's a, it's a really powerful uh, skill that the best leaders do have. Speaking of alignment, uh, you spent some two decades um, as president and then CEO of Amgen. When it came to corporate culture, what is your sense? When it comes to corporate culture, what is your sense of how leaders can best influence corporate culture? They they, they don't influence it; they set it, mm-hmm. they model it, they teach it, and they enforce it. And what culture really is? Culture is expressed by the behaviors that are expected of the people who are at the firm. And those behaviors need to be well-defined. Senior leaders need to model them. And the people who are really what I call unrepentant value felons, that is they just just don't care, need to be fired. We're all uh, misdemeanor offenders, not not in integrity or or some behaviors, but but we're all misdemeanor offenders. We're, We're human and we're all trying to get better. But but if you just don't care, and, and the classic one is the, the performer who tun- turns in great results but is a bully, you, you just have to separate those people. And so it's, uh, it's teaching, it's modeling, it's enforcing. It's, uh, uh, it's an important role of the senior leadership team. Does that mean there's no room for diversity for people to um, express their own interpretation of a company's values? Uh, the behaviors need to be very clear. 
we're not trying to have a bunch of robots, mm-hmm. but for example, uh, we one of the, one of the values would be we treat each other with respect, mm-hmm. and and there's lots of ways to express that. Mm-hmm. But if you decide that your interpretation of respect is to bully people, uh, that ain't going to work. So. It, it's a big playing field, but there are electric fences, and if you hit the electric fence, you're out. Because if, if, if an employee doesn't believe in the mission of the company and isn't willing to embrace the behaviors that underlie the values, they're not going to be happy there, and they ought to go someplace else. So there, there are some, some requirements, but mm-hmm. hopefully there's plenty of freedom to be yourself. There's plenty of diversity in style, way of thinking, gender, ethnicity, we could go on and on, but the, the core behaviors are defining. How important is it that a, a CEO sets the loops for feedback so that the voices at different levels, if you talk about rooting up bullying, one of the fundamental problems is how do you defend yourself against a, a smear, for example, and you know get, get your piece of truth up into the eyes of the person who might be assessing the situation. So when it comes to listening and feedback loops, is that something that is part of the CEO test? Oh, yes. In fact, one of the, the chapters is uh, listening. And, and, and listening is a big idea. And for a leader, you want to listen to what I call the entire ecosystem that is inside and outside the company. And one of the things you have to listen to is the voice of the employee. And, and if you just depend on anecdotes, you, you, won't, you won't hear the whole story. You've got to collect social data by anonymous, effective uh, surveys that you pay real attention to. And one of the questions I would put in the survey at, at Amgen was, what do you think of the job the CEO's doing? Write-in comments uh, are, are allowed. And so I, I took it, you know, from all 20,000 employees directly, and that's, that's a form of extreme listening. But CEOs need to, need to hear the truth. And so um, it, it's a place that, that you've got to be proactive you can't just say, well, I'm listening because I listen to what comes to me. Mm-hmm. You've got to reach out and find out. I'd go out and uh, ride with sales reps, just me, once a quarter, and go call on doctors. So there's, you've got to be very uh, intentional about listening and, uh, and, and spend a lot of time doing it. So in Chapter 7, you write about mastering the inner game of leadership. And you say it's important to acknowledge the pressures. What are the real pressures that leaders can fall into denial about, and how does that tie into the inner game of leadership? I, I think, Michelle, uh, it depends on the individual. There's lots of possibilities, but one that, that you see a lot is the, the denial that you're human. Mm. That is, well, I, I'm supposed to be Superman or Superwoman. Mm. I'm treated that way. Nobody, I, you know, nobody can see me sweat. I've got to work 80-hour weeks. I can never take a vacation. You could go on and on. But, in fact, you're human, and you need to recharge. You need to get some support. Um, and, and, and trying to be Superman or Superwoman is not sustainable, and you can't be at your best. Uh, that, that's one of the, the common pressures that people in really senior leadership positions uh, deny and, and, and don't don't really take care of themselves. I could go on and on. It could be physical fitness, it could be sleep. It, you know, it, it could be a lot of things. But that that's the one that 
that I see uh, probably the most. Mm, remember that you're human too if you're a leader. And finally, Kevin, you know, as, as we all contemplate what this post-COVID world means uh, for the future of office, for example, do you think that offices have a future? And also, what kind of leaders do you think a post-COVID world requires? I, I think a post-COVID world requires the same kind as pre-COVID, but I think the COVID experience has has taught us again how important it is to think about the people we work with as human beings who have families and have pressures and we've got to take care of the whole person not just the person that shows up at work i think also that there is a future for office uh, despite all the wonders of technology and 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 whatever kind of video you know chat you're using zoom or or whatever it is uh, those are transactional you're not going to build the deep human connections. You're not going to be mentored. A lot of things that are really important are not going to happen remotely. And, and I think we, we need a balance of, of in-person and remote. And we'll find that. It'll take us a while. But um, certainly the COVID experience has taught us we can do more work remotely than we ever thought we could. It's just we can't do all of it. All right. Well, great lessons in this book. You can pick it up on our bookshelves. It's available here in Singapore. The CEO Test, Master the Challenges that Make or Break All Leaders. It's 9.26 a.m. on the clock here, but it's uh, noon, where uh, past noon, where Kevin is joining us from. Kevin Scherer, co-author of the book today. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. Michelle, my pleasure. Thanks so much. Uh, all the best. Have a great day ahead. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.